Lifestyle choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. Thanks for joining me today. I've got a really interesting guest and across the ocean from Australia. I've got John O. James, and he has got such an interesting story that I'm going to let him tell it. But I will tell you this. He and I come at things from the same point of view. I mean, he looks at health as a combination of mindset, nutrition, and environment. I look at health as a combination of physical, mental, and spiritual. So there's so much crossover there. And I think that, you know, we both want to do the same thing. And that's help people with their health, help them find their own personal well-being. So, Jono, thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So your inner, your story is so interesting. You know, when I read that your parents were told that you probably wouldn't make it to your 10th birthday and that they might as well just accept that, that just almost brought tears to my eyes. Tell me more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, for those who aren't familiar with me, um, I was born with a condition called cystic fibrosis, and um, it's, it's, a, it's technically a terminal illness. Um, it's a, it's a lung condition, but it also affects the pancreas and liver. And, um, effectively, uh, what happens with these, with, with CF is that people get a lung infection very early in their life and then, um, they battle away and, um, um, they've constantly got a cough and, and this infection just slowly sort of claims parts of their lungs, um, and until, you know, until they die effectively. And um, so the, the typical sort of way that a CF person lives is, you know, they're on a combination of antibiotics permanently. And when those antibiotics don't work as well as they should, then they end up in hospital. Um, an IV drip has to be put into their arm. Um, and that the, the tube actually goes all the way down into one of the ventricles of the heart. Um, so they can, um, because, the, because the antibiotics are so harsh, they would damage the, the, the smaller veins. And um, so, so when they're not, um, so so they generally spend, you know, three months in the of the year in hospital. Every uh, year. Fighting. Every year, yeah. And um, and life expectancy when I was born was, I'd say around sort of ten, ten to fifteen years. So, yeah. So when I was born, the doctors said, you know, um, don't get too attached. <laughs> He's probably not going to make it. And um, what really uh, shocked me the most is they said, don't try anything alternative because they, you know, they had decided that nothing would work. And um, and yeah, and I, I, I have met, I have a huge amount of respect for doctors, but they, they do live inside their little box and anything outside their box is, is witchcraft, essentially. And um, so um, my mum made it for her full time job to find anything and anything that could help me sort of beat my fate. And um, so she embarked on a, on a journey that I eventually took over. And um, yeah, so and what she did obviously worked. I'm 34. I am arguably as healthy as a normal person. And um, yeah, and, and I've kind of made it my, my life's mission to help other people to, um, to you know, live healthier lives and to, to beat illnesses and to, um, yeah, to beat their fate if they, yeah. I can't even imagine as a mother, because I have two boys, and I can't even as, a, you know, imagine 
I mean, certainly my first response would be the same as your mom's. Okay, this I'm going to figure this out. But where did she start? I mean, what is this genetic? Is this just luck of the draw that you had it? Yeah, so it's a genetic condition. So uh, my mom and dad both have uh, one one gene, and then um, and then um, there was a one in four chance of me having this condition, and I was just un unlucky enough to to get it. And um, so yeah, so I was kind of you know that was my destiny straight from you know conception. But um, you know, like when I was, so I'm 34 now. The internet hadn't wasn't really around back then. And so mum would go to the local library and um, print out journal articles, read them, uh, take them home. And um, so she really had to had to sort of, you know, really struggle through that because information was not as easily accessible today. And she had no medical support, nobody that really understood what she was trying to do. Certainly not from the um, the conventional doctors. She did take me to a number of doctors that were that, that thought a bit side out, a bit outside the box. Um, but yeah, she didn't have any medical training. She kind of taught every taught her every uh, taught herself everything. And um, yeah, so just over the years, she she just came up with um, just a number of different things that ended up helping me. And um, so, what do you remember? I mean, you were a baby when all this started. And what do you remember from your childhood? Do you remember the disease or do you remember other things? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I just remember seeing a lot of doctors and, and having to, to swallow a lot of sort of a lot of pills and disgusting potions and things like that. <laughs> um, but I, I was I guess I was quite lucky in that. So what what ends up sort of killing people with cystic fibrosis is the the lung infection, and um, whether it be luck or skill or whatever it may be, is um, I I didn't actually um, get a, a a proper lung infection until I was probably fourteen, so I was very very lucky in that regard. Um, whether that was my mum's interventions or not, uh, I was incredibly lucky. So I I kind of lived my life as a kid blissfully unaware really of, of of the seriousness of my condition I, I knew I had something like I had to uh, form for a meal I had to um, I, if, if I want to digest my my a meal properly I have to take pancreatic enzymes and um, and I would I would uh, have to do a checkup at the doctors every three months and I thought that was just normal like uh, like I'd tell my friends oh yeah and no, I have to get a checkup at the doctor and it, it never really dawned on me that that's not really a normal thing like people like normal people don't go to the doctor um just as a routine so there were there were kind of hints of of something um not not right when i was a kid but um yeah like thankfully i i was i it only really hit me later on in life and i'm incredibly grateful because it's 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 such a cruel condition um, and you know, for a, you know, it's hard enough being a, a child, but if you know, having to deal with that, um, with the with the terminal illness, knowing that you might not be around, you know, five years from now, you know, that's hard enough for an adult to deal with, but a child, that's just that's what really, really, you know, hurts me is that knowing that there's so many kids out there who do um, have to face that, they have they have to basically battle from day one, and most of them don't 
don't make it to adulthood. So, although that's changing, so. Well, it sounds like your mom did a really great job at just keeping your expectations. Okay, it's just, you know, it's just life. Keep going. Keep doing what you do. Um, and that's stressful for her because I, I just can't, I can't imagine that stress being a mom and knowing that you're going to do the best you can, but you know, there's always that, but so did you ever experience any anxiety or depression during all of this? Um, not when, when I was, a, as I said, a, like when I was a kid, I was. I was blissfully unaware, but later on in life, um, I did, uh, I have, I have suffered sort of, uh, when I was about 21, I, I suffered quite badly with, with depression. Um, and I, I put that down to nutrition as well as, you know, the psychological, the psychological side of things, you know, like it's, it's one of those things that it's always, I'm very healthy, but it's not never far from my mind the fact that my life could be taken away very easily you know the 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 next five years could be my last that's that's how i've lived my life that's but that's why i've sort of done so many things in my life because i've i've had that reminder like every time i cough and i i cough quite a lot um it's a it's a reminder of my mortality so um yeah. So, but yeah, when I was when I was about 21, I I suffered from very severe uh, depression, and um, yeah, it was it's not fun. It's one of those things that I like the the um, the story I like to tell people is that I as part of my condition I I came down with a bacteria called uh, Burkholderia suppatia, <laughs> and um and they there's a 30% chance of of dying when you get that that bacteria. And this is what the doctors basically told me. And you can imagine um, being told that, you know, you have a 30% chance that you will not make it. And, you know, there's a very good chance that you will rapidly decline from, from now and, and um, you know, potentially get your affairs in order. So you can imagine being told that and the, so the, so the kind of psychological torment that a person goes through when they have been told something like that. And, um, and I compare that to when I had depression and it's really quite interesting because depression was like so much worse, like so much worse. Like I, I would prefer to go through a year of knowing I was going to die relative to like a week of actual like severe depression um, just because of the way the way the mind works in, in depression. Um, so it's, it's one of those things that a lot of, a lot of people think that depression is, is just chronic sadness and um it's just it's just not it's so much worse than that well and it is so much more than that too because depression is in it's a dysregulated brain and you can get that brain back regulated and you mentioned nutrition did you use nutrition as a way for you to come out of depression i i did yeah it was it was quite quite strange actually quite a strange experience i you know, obviously having this condition, this this has been, you know, I've always kind of made it my part-time job to keep myself well, if not a full-time job. And, um, you know, when I was when I was sort of 13 or 14, I was, all the kids at, in high school, they would go home and um, they'd be watching cartoons after school and I'd be browsing journal articles on the internet. And so I've always been very research-orientated, very solutions-orientated. Um, because at the end of the day, like if I don't find something, that's that's it. I'm gone. 
Um, so I've always I've always been researching things. I've always always been trying things, and um, I tried to. I, I knew sugar wasn't great. Like you can like it's okay to have a bit of sugar, but um, you know I, I I was always looking for an edge with my condition, and this is around the time I had depression as well. And and randomly I just I just I just decided to do a sugar fast. So just get rid of all sugar, not even fruit. And um, about two weeks into this, I'm I I just kind of. It just it just dawned on me. I thought, oh wow, I don't actually, I don't feel like killing myself anymore. <laughs> and um, and not to be too bleak about it, but um, yeah. And and so I, I look back at at um, I look back at at the last two weeks, and and I, I just noticed that I had an incremental in, improvement in in mood, and that really shocked me because it wasn't like it wasn't psychosomatic. Like it wasn't the placebo effect because I was doing it for my my lungs, not for my depression. I had kind of given up on on, the, on fixing the depression, as and that's actually something that depression does. It, it makes you give up on things. Um, so yeah, I looked into the reasons why potentially getting rid of sugar um, caused me to 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 you know heal my depression 95%. And I discovered there's something called fructose malabsorption, which is something like 30% of the population has. And effectively, what it means is that you, if you eat too much fructose, um, and and table sugar is half glucose, half fructose, then what it stops it stops the amount it stops the it stops the absorption of um, tryptophan in the gut, and there's a direct link between the gut and the brain. And so what it does is it stops serotonin being produced in the brain um, because you can't absorb tryptophan in the gut. And, um, and, and so, yeah, like I inadvertently discovered um, uh, how to heal my depression at least by getting rid of fructose, uh, which, which boosted my ser the serotonin in the brain. Well, you know, it's so interesting because I've heard for years that, you know, your gut, that's your second brain, that's your second brain. And we all know that the neurotransmitters come from our gut. But I have my understanding of that brain body connection has really grown tremendously in the last year with some technology that I've brought in from Budapest. And it's a biofeedback device. But what it does is it focuses on, well, it starts with that autonomic nervous system putting some stabilization in there so that you're not stuck in that fight, flight, or freeze, you know, because you either want to hit somebody or run, or you just want to lay on the floor and hold your knees and, and try to get through. But it's amazing to me if when that brain body are communicating on an enter on that cellular level, how much better everything works. And, you know, when you're you're talking about your lungs, the first thing that came to mind was what we've been going through in the last couple of years, COVID. I mean, everyone I know that has asthma or that has anything that, you know, is related to their lungs, the last couple of years has, have, has kept them at that high speed wobble. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was um, I was really afraid when when COVID came um came to court I was I guess like everyone we we don't really we didn't no one really knew what it was we didn't know if we would you know get it in the daylight later we'd die or you know if, or if it's just like the common cold um and so I was actually I was living with with um two people at the time and I was wearing a mask around the house um because I'm I just didn't know I'm like okay well I can't risk 
you know, this and um, <clears throat> I was I was quite well at the time, but at the same time, it, it just takes like something like that to 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 stop that from stop me being as well as I am. Um, yeah, so that was that was kind of scary. But then I was looking more into the data, and I actually got COVID uh, earlier this year, and it wasn't it wasn't fun. Um, I wasn't I was in bed for a good seven or eight days, but yeah, I, I sailed through it, and and um, I I re recovered very rapidly. So you don't feel like that that had any bigger of impact on you than it did on anybody else. No, I don't. I don't really think so. Like it was, it was funny because I was. I mean, it was a, a bit morbid, but I was, I was driving my. Um, so my my partner and I got COVID at the same time, and when we spent the entire time in bed, and she was having quite bad. Um, she was having difficulty um, breathing, so we thought it would just be a good idea to take her to the hospital. And we were. Just, I'm. I'm quite. I have quite a morbid sense of humor, so we were just. I was just joking with her. I'm like, you know, this is. It should be you driving me to the hospital right now, not the other way around. <laughs> um, and then you look at if you look at all the data, it turns out people with CF tend to do reasonably well uh, with COVID. I don't know what what is exactly is the cause of that. I think it might be because we're just so used to um, sort of clearing our lungs and taking medication morning and night and things like that. So maybe that compensates for our vulnerability as far as these, this stuff goes. Well, I think, I think it definitely does. It, and your mindset, you know, to me, you weren't, your your mind was already set around the fact that your health, how important your health is and what you have to do. It's your responsibility to take charge of it. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand or, or, or they don't want that responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny you should, you should mention that because I think, um, and you did mention that in the intro as well. Like it's like health. Health at the end of the day is nutrition. It's mindset. It's psychology. It's it's even, you know, it's our environment as well. And you need all of those things working together. And if one of them is is off balance, then that that can lead to to disease. And 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 if one of them is unbalanced, then it can also drag the other ones down with it. Um, so my <clears throat> my mum when I was when I was a kid, she didn't really want me to know that I was sick um, because she thought that if if I knew that, then it would it'd be like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Basically, I would I would just play into that. I'd be like, oh, I'm I'm sick. I must be sick. And then, um, yeah, and then that would that would just make it so much harder for me to to beat my fate, essentially. Well, she did a great job of that. She she really did, you know. So you've talked a little bit about your your childhood and, and growing up. And at some point, did you, you you went through school, you got an education, you got <laughs> trained, and I believe you're trained as a nutritionist, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's something that is that you can you continue to use as part of your infrastructure for good health. Um, more or less, like I. I I used to, um, I've written two books. I've, I've written one on how to beat depression and I've written one on how to beat type two diabetes. Uh, not because I had, I have diabetes, but because um, I just knew quite a lot about it and I knew that I could help a lot of people. Um, and 
Sorry, I lost the train of, train of thought. Was that's it? okay. <laughs> that, that's you know what it is. It's we're just a couple of minutes away from break, and you and your brain is saying, "I need a break. I need a break." Probably. <laughs> but, you know, but you have moved on. I mean, nutrition has been part of it. But when we come back from break, you know, to me, what was so interesting is that you were always looking for what would help you. What could you know? What could make me feel better? What could I do? And you found, of course, now I'm not plugging online purchases, but I think you found like a sauna online, right? That's correct. Yeah. 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 And you used it every day and that created kind of an eye-opening moment for you. Yeah, it absolutely did. Yeah. So, so, um, it, yeah, basically, I'll just, I'll just give you a, a very quick story about that. Is that um, uh, and you you said it yourself. Like I've I've always looked for things that could help me, and so randomly one day I saw a sauna online. Uh, it was on an auction. It was like fifteen hundred dollars, and I thought, you know, oh, you know, I'll put in a, a dollar, a bit, a dollar higher than the reserve, um, or that that it was at the at the time. Didn't think I would buy it. Um, ended up, ended up um, winning the auction i didn't know how big it was didn't know if it would disassemble didn't know where it would go in my house didn't even know if it worked and then i got it home and um it worked and i've, I've done a sauna um, every day since or every day that i can since wow that that is a great story to go out and take a break on so stay with us when we're going to come back we're going to learn more about what he used that sauna for and how that that expanded Stay with us. We'll be back after break. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. Lifestyle choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. We're back from break and I kind of want to switch the conversation a little bit because what Jono is going to talk to us about is what he learned from buying that sauna. Jono? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I bought the sauna and I've done it every, basically every day since. And I found that it had an incredible effect on my lungs, on, on my health, and but, but um, also on my well-being, on my mental health. And, um, yeah, and, and I, I've, re I've researched quite a lot about saunas and <clears throat> they're just incredibly, incredibly good for so many, so many things to do with the human body. And I guess this is where I'll introduce um, uh, the other component of, of, of that, and that's ice baths. So I, I, um, after I, like I, I discovered that I really enjoyed going from really, really hot in the sauna to really, really cold. And, um, and at the time, I, uh, so yeah, I would, I, would, I would go from the sauna and jump in the pool, and the feeling was just, was just amazing. And, and any effect I got from the sauna on my health was just compounded massively in from the ice bath. And, um, and yeah, so I added ice baths to my routine and uh, the effects on my, my body were even better than the sauna, uh, especially mental health as well. Like uh, ice baths have been shown to be very beneficial for anxiety and depression, for instance. And um, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because when I think of ice baths i think of you know I, of the famous actress gwen <laughs> paltrow and and she did a night took an ice bath and it made me stop and wonder okay is there some benefit to it and i did a little bit of research myself because actually i'm a heat girl i love the heat the heat makes me feel so much better but i started wondering would cold you know do the same thing I, I work out every day and I'll get, you know, sore muscles and would cold actually be just as beneficial. And then I thought about how, you know, we've always gone between heat and ice when we sprain our ankle or something. Um, and I found that the, that the ice really did for my muscle soreness. It was just about as effective as the heat. Now, that's the only application that I've used with it. How have you applied it? Um, yeah, well, as I was saying, um, I've, I've used it for my just general health. Uh, when you look at the studies, it, ice baths can help with metabolism, the immune system, uh, mental health, just a whole whole range of things. And, and it's, it's just one of the been one of it's just been another tool in my arsenal to help me to improve my health. Do and, you think um, it'll help with do you think it'll help with like weight loss, metabolism? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely not a silver bullet. Um, there's there's a lot of things that that go into helping uh, weight loss, but um, yeah, it would it would it would definitely help with that. Well, you said it's not a silver bullet, and honestly, I don't think there is a silver bullet out there. Um, I'm looking, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but and that's what I tell people when they come to the Brain Performance Center. You know, it's I don't have magic dust that I can sprinkle over you and make your, you know, make your brain work better. You've got to do the work and you've got to, you've got to show up. And so I get that, but there are some things that when I say no magic dust, there are some things that really do help them to be able to do their work. And one is sleep. Sleep is so important for the brain. I mean, that's the only time that those little glial cells can come out and clean up all that toxic waste. You know, those neurons and dendrites are wiring and firing all day long, 24 seven. And they do, they leave a lot of toxic waste. What role do you think sleep plays with the ice therapy? Or, or is there a role? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things that people report with ice baths is is just um, they just get incredible sleep, um, and it's it's pretty it's a pretty universal thing. Like if you have an ice bath um, in the evening, um, you'll just sleep like a baby, and so that's that's a really commonly reported um, side effect, I guess you'd say. But, I mean, sleep is, when you're sleeping better, you know, whatever it is you're doing, you know that it has a positive, a very positive effect. So, how, I mean, there's different types of ice baths, right? Uh, there, yes, there are, yeah. So, I mean, I, I just imagine my bathtub pouring a lot of ice in there and crawling in. Um, and I have a hard time getting in. <laughs> So, is the, I understand you have a product that you make an ice bath. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I so when I when I discovered that I really enjoyed ice baths, I I went out and I I tried to tried to buy one just as I had bought my sauna. And um, at the time, the, there were only two companies, um, and I didn't really particularly resonate with either of their their aesthetics. And, um, and so I thought, okay, well, um, oh, and they were also quite, also very expensive. And, and so that's, so I like, I thought, okay, well, I won't, I won't go down that route. Um, I'll, and, and the other alternative was to convert a chest freezer. And, um, the thing is like, I'm not, I'm just not going to put a chest freezer next to my sauna on, on my deck. Like, it's just, I'm just not going to do that. Like people will be people will be like, why have you got a, you know, why have you got your bait box on, <laughs> on your deck? Your sauna? And um, so, yeah, so I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll just have a bit of a play around with, with a few things and maybe I'll just make a prototype and, and, um, and that's what I ended up doing. I ended up making, um, if you imagine a cedar hot tub, I have effectively made that, um, but I've put a stainless steel insert on the inside to keep it more watertight and I've uh, that's that's effectively what my ice bath looks like and I um, I made the first prototype I tested it it worked um, it looked reasonably good considering it was a prototype and I launched it to a Facebook group that was about converting chest freezers and um, yeah I thought okay well you know people in there aren't necessarily looking for for to buy a chest, uh, an ice bath there, you know, this is the DIY crowd, so I didn't really think much of it. Um, I put it up there. I thought I'd get like 50 or 60 likes on it. Um, I ended up getting 450 likes and 300 comments and 150 people putting their hand up asking, asking for a nice bath. And um, yeah, so it's been a very rapid journey since then. Uh, I've I've moved from my mum's single car garage because I moved back with her when I <laughs> when COVID hit, and um, I, I've moved four times since, and now I'm in a massive warehouse, and we manufacture them from scratch. I've got I think about six staff now, and um, yeah, all of that happened in about nine months. That's an amazing story. And the people when they saw the po the post on Facebook, did they say? why they wanted it or were they just just thought it would work i mean does it i mean i, I wonder does it increase your circulation it does yeah it does yeah and 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 speaking of of the benefits of it i i get quite a few people reaching out who have chronic pain like the one person i've been speaking to recently he he's got, i think he has a spinal inju injury and he's just he has 
constant pain and he says the only place that he's really happy is in his ice bath um uh yeah so so that's another benefit to it um yeah what about from a mental standpoint see this is my problem with it i would love to try it i think it would probably be so good for my skin and i think that it would probably be once i got over the the entry i think i would be okay with it but see it's all in my head it's in your head that's what's stopping me so how do you wrap your head around the goodness of an ice bath yeah absolutely well i think it's one of those things that you, you just have to try it you just have to dive in um, but also you can what i recommend people do is start at around 10 degrees celsius i'm not quite sure what the conversion is um maybe around the 60 degree mark um but yeah, so like it's when it's still cold uh, at that point, but it's not like, for instance, at zero degrees or 32 um, Fahrenheit, I, the most I can handle is putting my hand into my ice bath and pulling the plug out. And <laughs> so you really notice every degree. And um, if you just, uh, like, like quite a lot of things in life, if you just start small and incrementally increase, um, you know, it's, it's uh, you won't sort of traumatize yourself away from it. And um, yeah, it's one of those things that um, I think it's it's becoming so popular so quickly because so many people try it and and just switch onto it and just love it. Like um, yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just one of those things that you got you just got to try it, and then most people just rave about it. So when you first started, let's say you crawled in and maybe the water was like sixty degrees. So I mean, what's what's the process that you go through? would you stay there for a week and then would you take the temperature down a certain percent or do you just be more intuitive and just ask the body hey can you can you handle this yeah absolutely i i would say most people can handle can handle it um like a lot a much lower it's probably just a matter of uh managing managing discomfort and sort of using breathing techniques and going into yourself a bit and and just um just trying to distract the mind from the pain because um it, it basically feels like you're getting stabbed by little tiny needles the whole time um which is certainly not an advertisement for it <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> no it's, it's not no it's, it sounds it sounds it sounds crazy it really does when uh you know it's um, like when i tell people oh, like yeah I, I get a nice bath and they're wow they're like wow you so you voluntarily get into freezing cold water. Like <laughs> it's, it sounds a bit crazy, but at the same time, it's one of those things that um, it's it's uh, there's a there's positive and negative stresses, and it's one of those things that like exercise, for instance, is, is a positive stressor on the body. It's one of those things that tells the body that it needs to kind of pull its game up and uh, and and get fitter and stronger and and um, and uh, the ice baths is the same thing. Like I think like when you get in an ice bath, the body is kind of um, put on notice that it needs to sort of um, get better. And so that's what happens is, is it, it kind of stresses the body to become better and uh, and you sleep better and you, the immune system um, gets better and the metabolism and, uh, and mental health issues, things as well. So, yeah. Well, I could see, you know, that it would build stamina. I really, it, I, I really do think that it would, because if you can, whatever you do you ever meditate when you're in the ice bath 
I do, yeah. There's uh, there's breathing techniques you can use. There's someone called Wim Hof who's kind of pioneered this whole thing, and and um, <clears throat> the breathing technique is is very close to like it. Yeah, when you're doing the breathing technique, you could argue that that was a bit of a meditative um, exercise as well, and it really does help to distract the mind uh, when you're in there. And um, and it, when you do the the breathing exercises, you you find that you can tolerate cold a lot better than when you don't use that. So is it different than any other? I mean, you know, normally when I talk about breathing exercises, I'll tell people to, you know, you want to slow your breath rate down, put your hand on your tummy. When you're taking nice, slow breaths, you should feel some action around that belly button because you're pushing air down in there. Um, Is it the same sort of technique? Uh, It is. It is very similar to that. It's not exactly that. Um, There's a there's a kind of way of 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 breathing that is a bit more involved than that but um ultimately it's it's kind of along the same lines as that well could you kind of when you say it's a little bit more involved what do you mean by that there's just um there's just a sort of a, a specific sequence of of breathing in and breathing out and sometimes and you you start off very slow and then you speed up and um and you know in through them in through the nose out through the mouth um yeah so if you're if you're focusing on that, that in itself kind of takes your mind off of the the being cold, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like you can still definitely feel the cold, but it it makes it a lot more bear a lot more bearable. <laughs> I think I'll remember that when the first time that I do that. I, I definitely think that I'll because it's it's just mind over matter. If that's all it is, I mean, absolutely. So have you thought about doing a study? I mean, you've been you've been so focused on health and health care has been a part of your life since day one. Have you thought about doing a study with the ice bath? Um, absolutely, I have. Um, I've, it's just one of those things that I don't really have the, the time or or necessarily the money. Um, but, yeah, it would be it would be great. Like I, I am working with a couple of researchers to to. Um, to to do studies in various things like i'm working with someone um who is he's a psychologist and he's uh sorry a training psychologist and he wants to do his uh, thesis on cold exposure and depression so i've been working with him for that and um yeah it's, it's a very it's a relatively new intervention and um research is coming out all the time about the benefits of it I think it would be fascinating because, you know, you mentioned chronic pain and there's we all know where we are with chronic pain. We're addicted. Um, And that's not just in the States. That's global. And there's so many things that we really haven't been able to offer anything except synthetic chemicals for. So I think that it's just wide open. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's one of those things that all those synthetic um, chemicals, they they work in the short term, but the long term, you you know, you get addicted to them and they have horrible side effects and they, they, they can ruin lives just as much as the pain. So when you find something um, like an like an ice bath, for instance, um, um, you know, you just you just latch onto that. And it's when if when that's the only thing you have to do is, is hop in an ice bath for two to three minutes a day and it completely resolves any pain that you have. Um, for, you said, you yeah. said two to three minutes a day. 
Yeah, so they, so Wim Hof. I could do is, that. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's the Wim Hof. He's kind of the guru in this in this area. He recommends four minutes at four degrees Celsius, and I think that must be about thirty-eight or something Fahrenheit, thirty-nine. Um, yeah. So at, at the end of the day, that's it's not like you have to spend twenty minutes in there. Like uh, most people can can handle three to four minutes, and uh, it's not a very big portion of your day. And uh, and the, it, you know the benefits that you get are just incredible, considering the the short amount of time that you're doing it. Wow. I mean, would you say two to three minutes? I'm thinking I could do that. And mm, I think yeah. I think if I got my head in the right space, that I could. And I think if after doing it a couple of times, I felt different, I felt that it helped me, that would be important. So how long do you, how long do you have to do it before you feel the benefit or you see the benefit? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's probably after the first one, you, you'll start sleeping better um, and you feel the mental health improvements. So it's, it's a very, very rapid onset of, of benefits. And I will, I will also mention that probably the best way to get into this is uh, going from a sauna into an ice bath because you know you spend 20 25 minutes into a, in a sauna and you're you're begging for some uh, some cold water and it actually paradoxically it's a lot easier to get into freezing cold water when you're really 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 hot like that like I I, I much prefer to do it that way and it's um it's actually really quite pleasant and you you feel if after you've after you've gone from the sauna to the ice bath and back again, it uh, you feel like Superman when you get out. Like you feel really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine you do feel like Superman. Now, see, I, the sauna, that that calls to me. That speaks to me. Come on in, Lee. The ice <laughs> yeah. bath, I'm like, yeah. you got to invite me a little more, be a little more engaging. Uh, so the... It's been a big change for you. It's been a big change in your health. It's been a big change in, in your life. And, you know, we've talked about the role your mom played. Before we end, how is mom? Yeah, she's really good. She's um, she's less stressed now that she knows that I'm I'm healthy. And, um, yeah, so she's she's got more time now. So, yeah. Uh, so you didn't, you didn't name your um, ice bath mom? <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I should have. Yeah. Actually, maybe I'll change that. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's never very, too late. Yeah, it's not. Um, that would be a nice thing to do for mum, but it's not very. Uh, it's not very marketing friendly. <laughs> no, it's not. So let's talk about what is the ice bath called, and and if people wanted to find it, where if someone wanted to consider it, is there anything that really stands out about yours over the the others? Yeah, absolutely. So the the name of my ice bath is called the Odin, O D I N, um, like the Norse god, basically. And my website is odinplunge.com. And um, yeah, so I guess what makes mine different is 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 the look of it and also how it functions. My my ice bath is, you know, quote unquote, a real ice bath in that it will actually make ice. It will get down to zero degrees Celsius or thirty two Fahrenheit. And um, not everyone will want to go that low, but um, if you're going to spend money on an ice bath, you may as well have the option to do it later on because you just never know. Um, it's um, yeah, so that's that's probably the main thing, and it, it just has an aesthetic that that most people really like. So yeah. So for our listeners out there today, let's say that there's 
one or two that think, you know what, I'd really like to try that. Anything special you'd like to tell them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we do have a um, we do have an end of financial year sale at the moment. I know it's it's July right now, but um, yeah, we the, we have a code EOFY uh, freeze. So EOFY freeze, and if you use that at checkout, you'll get um, seven fifty Australian dollars off. And I think that's around the five hundred dollar US mark. So yeah. Wow. That's a, you know, that's a sizable amount off. Thank you so much for offering that to our listeners. So, you know, I appreciate you, John, I appreciate your time today. And you've really educated me about cold water therapy and how that it can be applicable. And for, again, let's let people know you have a Facebook, right? Yep. And that's odin.icebass. And then. Yep. Yep. And then you have an Instagram too, right? Yeah. And I think if they put in Odin, O-D-I-N, ice bass, they're all going to come back to you, correct? Yeah, they'll find me very easily that way. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you again for being with me today. And and I look forward to, I'm going to check it out, particularly since I'm motivated to get $500 off. I appreciate your time and look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Lee Richardson and the Brain Performance Center, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, visit us on 